What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, and BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM, and SeatGeek.com, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. Actually, you mentioned the Ravens. Let's start there because you actually, you were like going next level, next level because we've been talking about the Niner Raven game. And you said, you told me, you said, well, do you realize the Ravens play on Monday Night Football? Did you know that? And then have to, you know, what's funny is I just now, while we've been doing the podcast, I've had the Fox station on LA on and they're like post football Thursday night show. They're doing a bunch of like Rams Ravens preview stuff, so like breaking down Lamar film, but you would already told who's their, who's their analyst. I, you know, I didn't, it was two guys. I didn't recognize them. Um, but no, I did I did not know that they played Monday night football, or at least I didn't put two and two together. So it's a short week, and they've got to do as much travel. In fact, the Niners, could the Niners beat them to Baltimore? They wouldn't travel that early, I guess, but they could if they wanted. Well, think about this. If the game ends at 8.15 West Coast time, by the time you shower, media obligations, eat, get on the buses, get to the hangar, you're probably leaving around 11.30, 12. It's a five-hour flight to Baltimore. So if you leave at 12, I mean, you're talking 8 in the morning? That's... That's an intense trip. I, I honestly, I, I just, I've chalked that game up as just an L in the back of my head, especially the last couple of weeks. I'm like, that's even if you beat the Packers, that's an incredible uphill battle the next week. It, wouldn't you say that's kind of a pretty game changing curveball when you find out about that information? They're playing Monday Night Football in LA. Yeah. Um. That's a huge advantage for it, the Niners. It's, it's a break for the Niners. I don't know how much of an advantage it ends up being for them, but it is a break for them. You think a I'm overrating the, tra- the the travel? No, I, I think what you described is, is accurate. I just don't know if I'm willing to say it's an advantage to the 49ers because at the end of the day, they still are playing there. Yeah, so they right. end up I think it's travel. a break. But, you, but they get to travel guy at normal hours. Like, they get to leave at, like, noon. No, yeah, yeah. I, but, I mean, it's still a row game is my point. True, but it totally fucks up 
just your Tuesday as a player, it's your off day, you're exhausted. The coaches have to just like coach and game plan. Think how exhausted you are. You're like, oh my God, I what am I going to do? I I have seven things I need to get to coach by the time we land. Then I have eight other things I have to break down, and it's midnight, and I got no sleep ahead. Does anyone have any cocaine on this plane? I mean, what, what are you going to do? I, I don't know. I, you answer me, guy. What do you do if you're the quality control guy that week? Meth? Bang? Is that the thing that everyone's drinking? What's yeah, bang? Is everyone drinking bang? I, I, think bang? I think bang's got a little caffeine in it. Yeah, it's a, it's an energy drink. Somebody told now, me the other night that they drank up, they drank some bang and could in the morning and could not fall asleep at night. But I don't know if it's, I don't. Is, I don't, that, is that powerful? I don't know. I you know he was like because I said was your heart beating out of your chest? Because I remember again third AJ riding reference. He was the first person that ever that I knew that tried five hour energy, and I remember he had two and him telling me that his heart was coming out of his body. So I didn't I, get the impression that's what bang did. But I never trusted ten hours those, of energy. I, I never trusted those little things. I, I don't think I maybe I had one I don't think so I I don't really remember having one ever but that's what you do if you're in that situation all right maybe it is I mean at minimum it's a break at maximum maybe it is an advantage uh headline did you see that Jay Williams got on social media and started a GoFundMe for James Wiseman to pay back the to pay back the charity eleven thousand dollars. And he had I by like ten minutes, they had two thousand dollars, and then someone's like, "This is a violation. You can't uh, yeah. give him the GoFundMe." <laughs> you know, I, I gotta say, I appreciate that. I I think it's pretty crazy that he's got to make an eleven hundred dollar donation. But I did not see that story. That's a pretty good story. But didn't he already pay back the booster? I, I that you mean Anthony Hardaway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His coach? Do here's the elephant the in the room in on yeah the the elephant in the room on Wiseman and the dude from Blue Chips and just the history of the Memphis program with Coach Cal that I'm pretty sure had to vacate the Final Four. Like, can we all acknowledge that Wiseman ended up there and and, and Penny becoming the coach? Like, eleven hundred dollars is the least of his fucking worries. <laughs> like, there's a lot. Like, there's that's the least shady thing happened. You know, let's just, can we just acknowledge the elephant in the room on this thing? And can we just let him play? Cause I want to see what the Warriors future center looks like. So just, just let him play. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Oh, the other guy from suspension, uh, this is pretty good. You're like you said, uh, Clatt and Gus Johnson go to Ohio state every other week. They got some pretty good 9 a.m. kickoffs. Part of it is because it's Ohio state, Wisconsin, Ohio state, Penn state, Ohio state, Michigan. <laughs> it's just, it's all Ohio state's good games. Uh, Ohio state, Penn state, but just, What's his name's coming back? And yeah, Chase Young. The line's like eighteen, right? Eighteen and a half. They asked, you know, Tua got hurt. Somehow, someone got a hold of Nick Bosa's dad, and they asked him like what he thought about Tua getting hurt, and if he thought like a guy like Nick or Tua, you know, his kids or just other players like Chase Young should should leave school after their sophomore year and just mm-hmm. train and get ready. And his answer, I expected, like, oh, what's Bosa's dad's going to say? You know, you just skip high school. He's like, no. He's like, he said that Nick got dramatically better, he thought, between his sophomore year and spring practice. He's like, because in college, you wore pads in the spring. He's like, he got way better. So he came into that season his junior year 
as just like another level ass kicker. He's like, I, guys get hurt playing football. It just happened. We left because he wasn't going to be able to come back. Like, he was hurt. So, it was, it, we didn't leave because we didn't think Urban knew what he was doing. Like, I sent him there again. Right. And it was he actually wouldn't like, have left if he hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah, it was like he had if a terrible injury. If he sprained his ankles and it be out a month, he probably would have stayed. Yeah. And, and I, I think sometimes, and I was like, God, I, this quote should go viral. I, I like that quote because in football, you get better playing football. And you just sometimes freak injuries happen. Now, you could argue like Chase Young at this point after he got kicked out. Like if, if you told me that Chase Young was like, hey, guys, I'm just out. This got a little weird. I'm not going to risk it. I've had a couple weeks off now. I would understand. Like he's already proven it. But I'm with him. Like all these guys leaving, to me it's kind of an indictment when you mail in. Look at the guys that have mailed in. I mean mailed in their junior season after everyone blew them. Were like Clowney, who's, wouldn't you say, kind of an underachiever for clearly his talent. Because you watch when he tries hard, he's the best player on the field. And the other guy would be Leonard Fournette, who kind of mailed it in. Like most guys, good players guy. Feels like it took him a year to get it back, didn't it? Who? Leonard Fournette. Like, it took him a year to get back to what we thought he was going to be. Yeah, I just... But I think... Mail, I think... Do you trust Leonard Fournette? Like, I just don't trust mail-it-in guy. You know, think how many great right. players in the NFL. Right. How many of them are mail-it-in guys? Like, does, does Michael Thomas, with 700 catches through 10 weeks, strike you as a... Did he mail-it-in for Urban? Or do you just keep kicking everyone's ass? You know, just go around. Well, go the around thing. the league. Like, don't you think? It, don't you think football's really fun for Chase Young? Wait, I I, I watched the. Uh, did you see that thing that went viral about the high school kids crying in the Minnesota? It just kind of went viral. Like Ronnie Lott quoted, and he's like, "Football's the best." <laughs> it was, I did. It was his high. It was his high school kid. It looked like the quarterback was just crying, and he's like, "The crazy part," and he's just in tears, and he's talking about how much he loves his coaches and loves his teammates and how great high school was. You, could, it just lost like the state championship because they're at like. Seeking oh, okay. Wolf's fucking palace. The, the Vikings logo's in the back. So they're like at where Zimmer talks. And he's like, people think it's all about the games. You only play 12 of these things, you know? And you realize, that's what we always talk about in football. The games are the only cool part. Every other part of football sucks. Like tomorrow, all around the league, everyone's getting to the facility between like 6.30 and 7 a.m. And you better be awake. And then you eat a quick breakfast and you just go to meetings. And then you go to practice. Then you go to more meetings. People are yelling at you. And it's just... It's just not that fun, you know? The, the the Sundays, you notice how happy everyone is? Like, just how geeked everyone is for a game? Go Show up to uh, Thursday morning at 6 a.m. outside of an NFL facility. See how guys, if guys are smiling. You know, they look like everyone else going to work. It's not fun. You work all week long to play the game. People are like, just quit. No more games. It's like, Zion, stop playing games. Zion's like, I want to play basketball. Like, the media always wants everyone to quit. Just quit. Stop playing! You're, you're, the man's screwing you. No, guys, this is I, this is cool, man. I like being around Coach K. You know, Urban Meyer. Everything Urban Meyer said to me has worked, and we just keep winning, and it's fun. All the chicks like me. You know, I like being here at Ohio State. I'm hanging out with my friend. I'm playing with my friends. Yeah, you know the yeah. thing I did my whole life growing up. Or maybe you media people projecting that your lives kind of stink. Like, let me be. <laughs> you know, James Wiseman's like, God, yeah, I, I know you I don't like want to be here past deadline, but I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, I, I like hanging out with Penny. Uh, here's a uh, here's a headline for you. Actually, you alerted me to the Seth Wickersham Chargers Rams article. There are so many nuggets in that article. For those of you that didn't read it, it's one of those you start reading, it, you're like, it's kind of long, and then just every paragraph is just nuggets of stories. 
the Rams apparently have fewer local fans than the Patriots, the Steelers, the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Raiders in L.A. But this was more, this was a Chargers and Rams story. What does it show you about L.A.? Uh, they like winners? I think it, it summarizes what uh, what everyone was afraid of. Now, Jerry was willing to take it on. My favorite, I, there were so many favorites. I think my favorite part of the story was that the Chargers unveiled their marketing slogan, Fight for L.A., and it ruffled some feathers with the Rams because people were like, Fight for L.A., the money we make, we have to give to you 15% of it. We win L.A., and then we'll, you'll make more money with us winning L.A. It, what what would have been better? Like, they we're, took here, three, we're here or something? Come come hang? Charger territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're here too? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good point. It's like what you probably sit around that room. The people who came up with that slogan were like, oh, you come up with a better one. Yeah, what are so, your options? They spent $3 million marketing Fight for L.A., 2.3 of which went on Facebook ads that, quote, according to the article, didn't move the needle. <laughs> that was pretty good. My my favorite part was the league, and I think Jerry's Legends, tells you the price point to hit given your city for your PSLs and to like will generate the money. And both teams, one thing that was kind of enlightening is the Rams are struggling a little too. And it's, I noticed this the other night on Sunday Night Football Guy. You could feel the vibe at that stadium was like, is this still cool? You know, is this is this fun? Like, yeah, you guys are winning, but we're not, this isn't Chicago. We don't want to see a 17-15 to 15 game here. We like, you know, Hayward Middlecoff might not have loved that 50-48 to 48 game, but we all did. That, that felt like Showtime Lakers because – if you were going to place that game one place in the NFL stadium, you'd want it in L.A. Like, that shit would, would resonate. And it felt cool and it felt big. It doesn't feel like that anymore. And it feels like why I think they got the go-ahead to go get Jalen Ramsey, go get more sweet players, try to win. Like, 9-7 and seven this year, to me, guy, is pretty devastating for them. I've had the thought, reading that article, and just thinking about it, they, ever since that Sunday night game where it's like, God, they've kind of lost some buzz. Not that McVeigh's in trouble or anything, but I could just see the amount of money that's being spent, the amount of pressure on them to make money. If they have a couple, if they miss the playoffs like back to back years, it just would, there'd be a lot of miserable people on eggshells in there, including like Sean McVeigh. Not saying he's going to get fired or anything, but there's this elephant in the room there that's different than a lot of other franchises, right? Yeah, I think part of what you're feeling maybe is like Stan Kroenke feels like has historically stayed out of football. But he has so much of his money on the line, more than he expected. This was supposed to be like a $2 billion, less than a $2 billion. It's supposed to be a $1.8 billion stadium. What was the They're running joke in League Office? Six. What was the running joke? Like it's Our $6 billion, billion dollar stadium. <laughs> We're happy to take any donations. It really so is. It I, if expensive. you haven't read it, I highly recommend reading it. It's a good read. And he's footing the bill. I think this is what you're saying, right? Is like, this is not a guy that wants to be involved in football operations, quote unquote. But he clearly will put his money where his mouth is. And I think part of what you you saw in this article is that what they're banking on is that they're building something so special and so unique and so over the top that you're just going to have to be there. But one thing we know is like, and this is part part of what Wickersham, I think, and Don Vanatta wrote, is like, what happens when the building wears off if your team's not good, and this is not unique to them, like the 49ers have a built-in loyal fan base. And when their team's not good in their new stadium, there's no buzz in that building. 
So it's not unique just to L.A., but I think the lows can be lower in L.A. Well, especially um, LeBron and the Lakers are going to be good the next couple of years. The Dodgers are really sweet. Like, you, you are, and we feel it here. It's different because teams keep leaving. But uh, there is a fight, even at the top, with the top, like the Niners and the Giants and the Warriors are all fighting for real estate. Like, you think the Lakers want to give up real estate to the Rams? And right, and right now, John, from a football standpoint, because one of the things, there was one passage in the article that's like, they're banking on 70,000 people coming every week. Not eight times, but 16 times, right? Because there's two teams. What happens if USC's good? And now it's like, because I know this, when they're good, I know what happens in that stadium. It fills up. I'd say the so difference gonna, is, yeah, like if, if you told me Urban Meyer's there next year and they're immediately a top 10 team, that place is rocking. If the Chargers just suck, no, I mean, that place that place will be empty. But the, 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 I would but say, the though, the difference. haven't sucked. The Chargers haven't sucked. <laughs> USC's been down, and they can't fill 35,000 seats with Charger fans. But I, what I one thing I do wonder about is the Home Depot Center is just a run-of-the-mill People play soccer there. Like, I was going to all-star games there when I worked in the NFL, and that place has been around for a while. The Coliseum's been around forever. The new stadium, there is a newness with the stadium you're going to get for a couple years, right? Just There's 20 million people in L.A. People are just going to want to see the thing. Don't you think? Yeah. Because, I mean, I'd yes. want to go to it. I mean, I mean I'd want to check but it out. But that's part of you? the fear of the, the – <laughs> yeah, but part of what the article's like, okay, so two years are over, then what? Well, yeah, you, you got five win. billion dollars on the thing. Well, that that's where they have no equity. But the Chargers are winning, and no one's going to the Chargers games. That's I think that's part of the point of the thing is like, even what if do you Chargers do, guy? Do you good, send them home? What do you do? They have no home. Well, I know. I, Mike, my, my, I finished reading that. Like, well, guys, this is the bed you made. There are no solutions. Yeah, like this is you're here. Okay, here here, here would have been this would have been my solution. Everybody. We're gonna make. We're all making money off of Stan, but for Stan to make the most amount of money he can make, he's got to be the only show in town, and he can't be getting dragged down. So one way or the other, it's gonna cost us money. Let's help Dean build a stadium in San Diego. Well, they kind of wrote just, that. They kind of they, didn't they write that in the article that like Dean for a second realized he should have stayed in San Diego. Why didn't the league well, just help foot the bill? What they wrote was yeah. One of the things was like. The five hundred and thirty million dollar relocation fee. People are like, why don't you just use that towards your own stadium? <laughs> Let's just do that. But the bad blood had been there for so long. The San Diego thing feels so much like the Oakland thing, right? But and the difference is, I mean, I mean, the similarities is with Dean and and Mark is they don't have the money, guy. So even if the league gave them five hundred million dollars and just use the five hundred million, like they're only getting five hundred million dollars to give on the relocation fee because they're generating it from the new stadium. They w- they don't have any money. So neither of them. My like, point look is. At, look at Stan. He just shows up in L.A. and he starts cutting fucking checks. And, and he's so goddamn rich. He's one of the richest people in this country. You could tell in that article, like, he's kind of becoming uncomfortable. That's where I got in the back of my head. Like, is he walking around this building making other people kind of uncomfortable? Like, is McVeigh just super cocky in the building anymore? Or is he just like, God, we got to figure this shit out. Why not, if you're the NFL, build the Chargers stadium, charge them a dollar rent, just the deal you're giving them in L.A., but just let Stan be. Let the well, Rams ha- have a chance to grow in their own market by themselves. You, you know, when you read that article, and we, I mean, we were living it when it happened, 
they become they became way too emotional with all this stuff because the Chargers and Raiders were so emotional about it. Where when the Raider when the when the league's usually good with stuff, they're unemotional. They got they they got way too emotional because your solution was right. It should have just been stand. You go by yourself. You other two just wait, relax. How about how about this how about this part of the story? Where they they it's time for the Rams and the Chargers to launch their seat licensing selling to, uh, uh, deals. Right, it's March 2018. It was harder than it was expected for the Rams, and it couldn't have been worse for the Chargers. <laughs> this is my favorite. It's my favorite part. Most teams hire at least a dozen staffers to handle the seat license sales for a new stadium, in addition to hiring a company like Legends. That's the company owned by Jerry and the Steinbrenners. The Chargers, which outsourced most of the work to Legends, were flying blind in L.A. with no analytics department or sophisticated method of reaching fans. The Rams had a huge head start. They'd sold 70,000 season tickets for 2016 in six hours in the Coliseum. All the Chargers had was, quote, a couple email addresses. <laughs> Is it? Like, how do you not have? I We have analytics. We get immediate analytics for our podcast. Now, I'm not saying we're not trying to fill a stadium, but how do you not have analytics? How do you not have any market research? I, well, How is I that mean, possible? They really I texted feel... a buddy of ours that works in the Warriors suite sales. Like, those are expensive. He's like, who doesn't have heat? This is what he said. Who doesn't have analytics in 2019? Yeah, it's wild. They, are, are they kind of becoming the Cincinnati Bengals? Here, here's, a, here's a nugget I heard. That's kind of disrespectful to the Bengals, honestly. Well, the lowest three revenue teams last fiscal year in the NFL were 32 Bengals, 31 Chargers, 30 Raiders. That was the group. Lowest revenue teams in the league. And, yeah. So, that's you're just dealing with teams with no money, with no foresight, really. At least, the I mean, the Raiders just got this sweet deal. Where I think that I think Dean thought he was getting a sweet deal because it was just easy, cheap, and he didn't have to do anything. Like the Raiders still have to do shit. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like Dean does anything. I, I've lost so much respect for Dean, and I didn't even have any over the last couple of years. Like I, I didn't. Is he really this big of a joke? Like is he gonna do anything? If if I was Stan, I'd lose it. Like I, I'd think about just freezing him out somehow. I don't. Know, I mean, that was probably legalities. Now he has things signed, but. How much does Stan want no part of him ever coming into a stadium? Imagine building a house guy and you have to let some other guy come because like your business. I mean, can you, I don't even know what the analogy would be to make it feel the same. It'd be like building an office building. Let's say we were podcast partners with like a greater podcast that were like part of podcasts and there's like 10 other ones, but we were the lead guy and we bought like an office studio and we paid for it all, but because like some, the other businesses like sell some ads or help us make money, so we're being good partners. We're trying to help this guy out, but they say, well, he has to use the studio kind of whenever he wants to. And you're like, well, does he get to pitch in and pay for half? No, he's only going to pay a dollar a year, and he can use it half the time. Yeah, he can use it half the time. He's only going to pay a dollar a year. And then, if I was Stan, I would not cash that check. I'm not cashing your dollar. I can't believe they came up with that number. It's pretty outrageous, guy. A dollar? 
Like to me, I, I actually think there'd be less animosity, right? If he was charging them $25 million. So at least you're like, well, he's in my fucking tenant. Or whatever, you know, the fair value. Would be. Yeah, there's money come million. out of his pocket. He can say things like we. You 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 pay me a dollar. You don't get to say things like we. Did he say we in that a couple times? Well, he said we're proud. We're on. We're proud to be a part of this, or to be involved. Like, you can tell he's it seem like they're doing it. Yeah, but it's a, it's a disaster. If like, you we all know it, people, the second you feel bad and you give them an inch, and they just take more, and you're like, why did I? Why did I agree to do what? I, why did I agree to meet him outside and give him a couple tickets or what? Well, I don't, don't even know what. Yeah, don't you think the great part about being an NFL owner once you get that rich, especially on stands level where you have that type of money, you don't depend on fucking anybody. You tell people. Well, you exactly. tell people. You tell people what to do. That's why? Because you're cutting every check. Now his you're whole still life do- is designed to do everything himself. You're still doing that entire thing. You're doing everything yourself. But you have this guy that's just kind of like holding on to the bottom of your shirt and it's just following you wherever you go. It's got, and he's clearly kind of an introverted guy. I mean, he probably wants to snap. And people he's are great. telling you, like, this, this whole meal that you paid for, we actually can't eat until the other guy shows up. You're like, are you kidding me? I just cooked everything. I'm, I'm going to pick up my fork. I'm going to take a bite. They're like, no, no, no. You got to wait for Dean to come sit down. We don't eat until Dean sits down. You're like, this is my house. When you're that rich, he's and late. that powerful, and you spent that much, guy, I do believe. Stan has an on-the-record blow-up coming where he just, like, what what the fuck am I, who am I protecting? This is a joke. John, you mean the one he had at Coffee Bean in Beverly Hills? Yeah, but kind of. I mean, he's just screaming at Roger on the phone. <laughs> and Billy, the UCLA student, is like, is that Cronky screaming at Roger Goodell right next to me on the iPhone? Yeah, it's. I, read the article. It's really good. I'll let you get to bed. By the way, do you believe that story? Because like today, while we're sitting here, I'm looking up at the news, and there was apparently there was a, a, a like a jumbo jetliner that started uh, had to do an emergency landing because flames were coming out of one of the engines, and there's footage of of it from the ground, and there was footage from the plane because somebody just put their cell phone pointed at who was sitting by the wing out the window, and you see flames coming out of the engine, right? Yeah. Is Stan Kroenke really sitting in a coffee bean for 10 minutes yelling at Roger Goodell and nobody films that? Or did somebody film it and, like, Stan's guy paid that person $5,000 well, to deliver that was it? like that was, like, 2016, right? You know, in L.A., would they recognize a skinny, super rich? Like, he doesn't really stand out if he's got a hat on maybe. and glasses. Like Billy he's from not, UCLA would have recognized him. I, I just don't think Stan Kroenke is that recognizable if you don't, like, a couple random people in the coffee you Especially know. then, you're right. Yeah, you now know, he's yeah. probably. But even now, like, if you don't think he could just walk around with like people would notice. Like, wouldn't you say uh, Sean McVay would be way I think more, more noticeable than notice. the owner? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think Sean would be more. Would he be? Well, maybe not more recognizable than Golf. I feel like he would be. Yeah, one tall. one million percent. But you're right. The height. Sean's not that tall, so you'd blend in that way. But Golf, Goff, you just notice him just because. He's six foot four. Yeah. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.